Welcome to The Untrue Show, episode 11. Hello, happy post-Super Bowl day, I guess. Um, I'm recording this on the day after the Super Bowl, and I know for some, it was a sweet, sweet victory, but for us Atlanta fans, it was a very somber, bitter, sweet moment. It wasn't even sweet, it was just salty like like salt bay but not as funny yeah I guess that's a good description of it I'm coming to you guys from my new studio office totally kidding um that studio is called my bed because I have had this cold that I have not been able to shake for like the past four or five days I've been taking medicine and I've been trying to take it easy and just slow down but nothing that I do is working i don't know what's up with that but um hopefully hopefully soon I will feel 100% better and I'll continue to just kind of take it easy until until I get to that point but anyway about the big game um this whole podcast is probably going to be about the whole Super Bowl 51 the good the bad the ugly ah this was the first time that I watched a Super Bowl game and I was just caught up in in everything like most years I'm really into the commercials in fact like every year I'm really into the commercials working in marketing that's the highlight of the Super Bowl for me the commercials sometimes I'll get really into the halftime show especially the last couple years I've been really into the halftime show but honestly this year was the first time that everything had my attention like the commercials had my attention Lady Gaga had my attention and the Falcons being in the Super Bowl had my full 100% attention. So it was the first time it was really challenging to to be engaged in the whole game. Like I'm watching the game, then I need to go in the bathroom break, so I miss a commercial, or I'm watching a commercial and I look down the tweet and then I miss a couple seconds of the game. But for the most part, it was, it was thrilling. I stayed home just because I'm sick and I felt like if I went to a party or something, I'd be sick all over the place I'm trying not to get anyone else sick I I really think that I got this cold from the office there's a couple people on our team that are sick and I went to see our company nurse today and sorry about that that was my phone went to see our company nurse today who told me that the stomach bug is going around so thankfully I'm not feeling those type of symptoms but I do have a slight increased temperature it's not like 100 degrees but it's a little over 98 which is slightly high for for my average temperature and the cough is is intense so I'm trying to keep up my podcast voice and disguise the cold so if you hear it coming through I'm sorry but anyway it was hard to follow the whole game to get in the bathroom breaks to get in the tweets and to just enjoy everything that was happening and I a couple minutes in, I mean, it, it looked really good for the Falcons uh, up until like the very end of the third quarter. We were we were just on a whole nother level of excellent. I mean, I was watching it and I was getting excited and I was posting Insta snaps like, oh, my gosh, we're really doing this. We're in there. Tom Brady was throwing a lot of interceptions. I mean, literally threw the ball right into one of our guys hands one time. I mean, it was just unreal to watch the game unfold the way it was. And then next thing I know, um, the Patriots went from like three to nine 
to 20 and then they hit 28 and I was freaking out on the inside. I, I think about that song bounce back and I feel like Tom Brady was maybe asleep for the whole first half of the game. And then it's like big Sean says he, he came back, he woke up in beast mode because he was not playing that second half of the game. He was calling those plays. He was pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And the Falcons just kind of lost their steam and, it was tragic. I mean, I really think that the city of Atlanta was so excited about us going to the Super Bowl. I mean, I know that we were excited. It was just everyone came together, and I didn't even see a lot of, like, Falcons haters. Maybe I just was blocking out the haters. I don't know. But it seemed like everyone was just rooting for us to succeed, and everyone was excited. I mean, from the church that I go to was posting Falcon stuff to, like, the Atlanta Humane Society to the big corporations in Atlanta. Like, everyone was excited. Like, the Georgia Aquarium, Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. Like, all of our big local, um, you know, corporations were just enthusiastic about what we were doing and where we were going and they you know like a lot of buildings changed their logos to red and they they lit up red lights and the city was just I would say just in love like we were in love and we were excited and we were just supportive and then we haven't had a championship in so long so it was just we just were really hungry for that and hoping for that and then for it to not come through was just devastating. I mean, it was the most somber mood at my office today at work. I mean, we're a big Georgia-based corporation, and you could tell, like, I was walking into work, and even the security guards were like, how was your weekend? And I was like, man, and they're like, it's okay, we'll be back next year, like, without even me saying what I was feeling, and everybody was real somber. Even the one Patriots fan that's on our floor, she wasn't rubbing it in our face because it was just, that loss is so devastating. I mean, but anyway, on to talking about some of the more, I guess, positive or more exciting aspects of the Super Bowl for me, which would be the commercials. Within the first half, um, so right up until – what was it? The ladies saying America, the beautiful, the ladies from Hamilton and they added in sisterhood. I was like, okay, you know, that's cool. I really liked their rendition. And then they aired that Coca-Cola commercial. That was them singing, um, America, the beautiful in different languages and different diverse people. And that was really great. I really enjoyed that one. Um, I'd say it was one of my One of the ads that I really liked, I don't know if it was one of my very favorites, but I definitely did like it. So then what was another one of my favorites? I'm sorry, I'm going through my tweets to see what I was tweeting and saying. So the Lady Gaga Tiffany ad, I loved her her bracelets in the ad. And I thought it was really cool that Tiffany was advertising for the first time. And they had the ad right around halftime, which was great. Um, my very favorite car ad would have to be the Lexus LC LS spot with the dancer and the Sia song. I thought it was just sexy. Like, I, I don't know. Like when I, when I shop for a car, when I look at cars, I like ones that are just, that's, that's one quality I look for. Like how sexy is the car? Um, and I know people were like, car can't be sexy, but this car was very sexy. I like the candy apple color in the commercial and then the music soundtrack. I thought that was great. It just went really well together. And the dancer, man, he was excellent. So 
I haven't really, um, I don't really know much about, about the Lexus LS, but I really like looking at the interior of the LC. I think that was the more prominent car featured in the commercial. So I thought it was beautiful and I loved how they put everything together. Another one of the commercials that stood out to me was T-Mobile, Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg, just because I like them together. They're really funny and you wouldn't think they'd make a great team. And then Martha Stewart was in the kitchen and they kept like changing little scenarios and making different, I guess, marijuana references just because, you know, it's Snoop Dogg. So there's always some kind of reference to that when he's around. But anyway, um, she kept changing out different products like she was holding and talking about. And one of the things flashed her own products like she sells these cast irons. I guess similar to Le Creuset, but Martha Stewart style. So they look a little bit different, but there was one segment where they flashed those. And I was like, I definitely know those are Martha Stewart because I see them in Macy's all the time. And I, I dated a guy that had one, so I definitely recognize them. But I thought that was cool. They had a little bit of product placement for her products. Um, then the Mr. Clean commercial. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, I need one of those Mr. Cleans in my life who comes and cooks, wears tight white clothes <laughs> and yeah, who, who cleans up everything. So I, I like that one, but I thought that Mr. Clean was black now. So I was kind of looking for him to be black, but this Mr. Clean was like a uh, angelic looking cartoon. Like he was white. He had a bald head and like white tight clothes and this glow around him. Like he was literally sparkling and glowing. So that was interesting. <laughs> um, so I can't remember the name of the, there was one commercial that sent you to a website. I want to say it was like journey 52 and the website crashed. I thought that was terrible. You got to be ready for, for the influx of traffic. I guess they weren't expecting it. Um, and so I saw a couple other companies trying to help them out. Like, Hey, check out the ad online, but that defeats the purpose. If you told us to check out the ad, on the website, the website doesn't work. You guys kind of failed at this. So I even saw a couple people talking about that in um, one of the Facebook groups that I'm in with a couple other people who do social for a living. So they were just like, that was whack. That was really awful. So what else is next? What else? What else? What else? I'm going through my Twitter feed looking for them. Um, <laughs> oh, the Fast and the Furious and Pirates of the Caribbean. So I saw both those previews of those movies. I've never seen any of Fast and Furious, never seen any of Pirates of the Caribbean. Not two movies that I was sold on seeing. So I wasn't really feeling those commercials. And then also the Transformers one. Okay, so I loved the first Transformers with Shia LaBeouf. I thought it was great. It was kind of my introduction to the Transformers. And it was right around the time when the economy was just not doing so well. So they really incorporated American made cars, which I thought was great. And I loved it. I mean, it was well done. It had a great storyline and Shia LaBeouf was the big thing then and everything about it just flowed together. But every other Transformers movie since then, in my opinion, has just not hit the mark. Like I haven't liked any of them. And then, I mean, I like Mark Wahlberg, but the last one I thought was just dry. It was very dry. I didn't really like most of the parts with him in it. And I didn't like the storyline with his daughter and the boyfriend. And the action parts were okay, but I just give it an F overall. I mean, F. it just wasn't that great. So I'm not really looking forward to this next one. 
but in the honest truth, I'm definitely going to see it. <laughs> I mean, I probably won't pay to see it at the theaters. I'll probably watch when it comes on Hulu or Netflix, but I, yeah, I wasn't feeling it. And I feel like the Transformers, Pirates of the Caribbean and Fast and the Furious movies, it's like just the idea is just to keep producing quantity and not necessarily quality films. I mean, yeah, the action parts are our quality but overall like the storylines are just dry like rice cake dry oh another favorite of mine was the drink by commercial with um the bye 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 reference yeah that was pretty funny I I thought the funniest part was when and I can't remember the guy who's in it I'm sorry but Justin Timberlake was there and then um the other guys like talking and I didn't realize what he was talking about until he like out of the blue references it being uh, the lyrics to bye bye bye, which had me rolling. And then the fact that they threw the camera into Justin and he just looked at him. Like he didn't even say anything. He just looked at him. Yeah, that was, that was a pretty cool commercial. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'd rank that as one of my favorite ones. I thought it was creative and simple. Um, and then the little look that he gave was, he was pretty priceless. So the Tide commercial with the stain, I thought that one was, it was memorable and it would make me think about Tide when I'm like washing my clothes. So that one was cool. Um, the Honda ad. So I'd rank that as definitely one of, if not my very favorite ones where they took the yearbook photos and they had the inspirational quotes. And then I knew it was Honda, but they didn't push Honda on us. They only showed, I think it was a Honda CRV at the very end, which actually looked kind of nice. Um, yeah, they showed that at the very end. So that was one of my favorite car ads. I, um, oh, the T-Mobile commercial. So I saw the T-Mobile commercial with Justin Bieber. And the part that stood out to me the most is that Terrell Owens is in it. I thought that was, that was pretty clever. And he looked very nice. Um, I'll, I'll say that he looked very nice. Uh, I wasn't really into Justin Bieber being into it. I thought he looked nice, but it didn't sell me on T-Mobile. And then on Twitter, T-Mobile, Sprint, and Verizon, like having this Twitter war around their ads and then around who's a better service. So I'm a loyal Verizon girl. That's the only cell phone carrier I've ever had. And so I can say that I feel like it is the best carrier. Like I have service pretty much everywhere I go. I've never had major complications with them and I'm team Verizon. So I can't really speak to who's the better of them, but I saw that sprint commercial where they like push the car over the edge. It was like, I was trying to fake my death to get out of a Verizon contract. Is it that hard to get out of a Verizon contract? I thought it's now easier excuse me, I thought it was not easier to get in and out of cell phone contracts than ever before. Because I remember back when cell phones first came out, you had to like sell your arm, leg and soul just to leave Verizon or leave any of these cell phone carriers to go to something else and keep your number. I remember when I was in high school, like to up, to get an upgraded phone, people would switch from um, like AT&T to Verizon, but then they had to get a new number. So they had to tell everybody their new number. And it was just such a hassle. So I don't think that it's as much of a hassle anymore. I didn't think it was, but I guess it is. So sorry for you guys that had to go through hell and back just to change your cell phone carrier. Um, that's unfortunate. And maybe if you get with a good one before you, you know, make that decision, you won't have to switch around. I don't know. I guess that's the best advice. But for me, I'm just going to stick with Verizon. It is slightly more expensive, um, but it's never failed me yet. So I'll just stick stick with that. But 
anyway, I, um, what else, what else, what else? So, oh, so before the game, I really liked how many HBCU graduates they showed who were all in the Hall of Fame. Like, I had no clue there were so many. I thought it was great that they got honored, especially since it's Black History Month. Um, so it was nice to see them all come out and line up and um, educate those of us who didn't know how many of them there were out there. All right. So what other commercials stood out? The Life Water commercial with the John Legend song. That was memorable just because I love that John Legend song. Love me now. And um, I've never tried Life Water, but it made me keep them top of mind. And maybe when I see them in the grocery store, I'll check them out like if you guys are like me, sometimes I'll forget my like water bottle, refillable water bottle at home and I'll see like all these water options. And sometimes I'll like treat myself and buy Fiji. Most times the smart water will be on sale. So I'll buy smart water, but I might check out life water. Um, see what they're about. See what it tastes like. All right. What else? Um, <laughs> the Buick ad with Cam Newton. I did like that one. I thought it was it was funny. It showed his sense of humor. And um, Miranda Kerr was in it, which is kind of random, but she looked very pretty. She always looks very pretty. Uh, and I thought the storyline was just really simple. And I don't know about Buick, that much about Buick cars. So I'd just say it stood out to me, but I'd, the Buick part of the commercial wasn't that alluring to me. I don't know of all the other car commercials like the Honda and the Lexus one that I talked about, like those, the look of those cars and the appeal of them stood out more than the Buick, despite the commercial. And come to think of it, the commercial with Cam Newton and Miranda Kerr did not even really show the Buick that much. I think I remember like two shots of the Buick and that's about it. Like the Lexus commercial was pretty much all car. So that is what it is. Let's see what else, what else, what else, what else? Hmm. TurboTax. Yeah. I thought the TurboTax Humpty Dumpty commercial. So I'm kind of burnt out on TurboTax commercials because I've been seeing the one with DJ Khaled and I have a bad experience with TurboTax. Like try to do my taxes once, screw them up and totally lost, lost money, but basically paid, overpaid them. Never use TurboTax again. So whenever I see the commercials, I remember that terrible experience and I'm just immediately not a TurboTax fan. And then the DJ Khaled ones have gotten a bit annoying. So when I saw this commercial, I was not really, not really feeling it, not too enthused. It just was what it was, right? All right. So let's take a little bit of a break from talking about the commercials and talk about Lady Gaga at halftime. So I was, I saw Lady Gaga's press conference a couple days before the Super Bowl where she was talking about her performance and of course the media trying to get all this information out of her. And the same week that all this was happening, Beyonce announced that she's having twins. I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday. I don't remember. It was, it was some day, like literally right before the Super Bowl. And I was wondering, like, is she going to perform at the Super Bowl? It is in Houston, and then they have telephone together. But honestly, I'm glad that she didn't. I'm sorry, Bayhive, but I I love Beyonce just as much as everyone else. Maybe not as much as the Hive, but I feel like it would have been overkill. Like, we saw her last year, and then she just did the um, Super Bowl on her own. Like, not even, what, it was like four years ago, three years ago? Like, she just recently did that so in my mind I'm like I'm kind of tired of seeing her on this stage and on this platform and I know the Hive fans were like Beyonce needs to be up there I get it you want Beyonce is what it is but 
I'm really glad that she didn't come out for a multitude of reasons. I think that Lady Gaga is very smart at marketing and branding, and she knew that this was her moment, and she didn't want someone to come out there and take that moment. Last year with Coldplay, I think that that performance was just a hot mess. It was too many people up there. It was too much going on, and I really think that not having guests is is okay for the Super Bowl. Like, you don't have to have – 50,000 people on stage and 50,000 different performers. You can just go out there as a band and perform your own stuff. But I think the situation was slightly different last year just because Coldplay is what, are they a British band? So maybe that's why they brought in American acts to kind of beef it up a little bit. And then their album hadn't, I don't think it was doing as well as they'd expected it to do. They didn't really have like a hot song out so that's maybe why they brought out Beyonce and Bruno Mars but overall I just thought it was a jumbled mess and I didn't feel like Beyonce's performance of Formation was the best that it could have been like you could barely hear the song and then everyone was so riled up around the political statement about it with the outfits and the black power um mind you being pro-black does not mean you're anti-white or you don't support other races but I think that people just took that message and just ran with it in a totally different direction than the direction it was supposed to be ran in like she wasn't trying to say black power is the best power like we're awesome we're amazing it was just it was just her saying like we're beautiful we're people too we matter here I am hear me roar and I think I saw so many like think pieces today comparing Lady Gaga's performance to Beyonce's and it's like you can't really compare the two And I wish people would stop and stop saying one was better than the other because Beyonce didn't even perform by herself solo. She performed for a couple seconds, a couple minutes, her one song, like Lady Gaga performed for 13 minutes, no guest by herself. I mean, you can't really compare the two. So just leave it at that. But anyway, I loved how Lady Gaga started off with America the Beautiful, This Land is Your Land. And I know that This Land is Your Land is like, old school protest song so immediately when she started singing it I was like okay I know where she's going with this and then they had like the American flag drones in the background and I like that she kind of made a statement without making like this really bold declaration of we matter we're awesome um and her music says that enough so she didn't really have to like rip her shirt off and say bump Donald Trump like she she said it with her lyrics I mean she changed the lyrics to born this way to just kind of represent diversity inclusion around African-Americans LGBT people lesbian you know like she, she called them out specifically and then she called out like black white or beige people like just she really tried to include everyone in the lyrics and I really appreciate that um it just it just was a great moment and I think that born this way is all about being diverse and just celebrating who you are and she spent a lot of time in her set on that song intentionally um I definitely noticed it and I know some people were like Lady Gaga didn't get political well yes she did get political because this land is your land is a protest song and then born this way is the ultimate we matter song so she did get slightly political I wish that she would have sang a little bit more of edge of glory that's like I thought that was going to be her her ending song. It, to me, it's like the equivalent of Katy Perry Firework. Like it's that, it's that let me in the Super Bowl, everybody wave their hands and kumbaya song. But she totally flipped it on us and did Bad Romance, which I would say is like a signature Lady Gaga song because of the rah-rah part. So she 
to me, she flipped it on us and did that instead of what I thought was expected, more like Edge of Glory. And she also didn't really spend that much time on paparazzi. But I, I started thinking about it. And I was like, Lady Gaga has a lot of songs. I mean, more songs than I really realized. And so it was probably hard for her to pick which ones mattered and which ones made the most sense for her performance. Um, I could have done without a million reasons, but it was a good song to kind of slow down the pace of the performance. And it is her most recent song, but I think I would have preferred to hear Perfect Delusion over a million reasons, but a million perfect illusion is, I guess a little bit more upbeat and dance. Like, so maybe she just wanted to slow it down and that's about her slowest song I've ever heard. So anyway, um, what else did I like about, I loved her Versace outfit, her Leo, man, that thing was epic. I loved just everything about it. I love how they had like the harness with the straps even done in Versace too. Like they weren't these black ugly straps. They were done and just styling like her outfit reminded me a lot of Michael Jackson's outfit um which I know Beyonce kind of revamped last year Michael Jackson's outfit she did in leotard style so it reminded me a little bit of like Michael Jackson something he would wear especially in the rock with you video like do y'all remember his shiny I would say that was a romper (laughs) even though he's a guy it was like a shiny one-piece jumpsuit with glitter sparkles and yeah and he was like dancing in it and it kind of looked like that to me and she had like the bold shoulders which I loved I mean I loved everything about it as soon as I saw her I was like the outfit is epic and she had like the rhinestone eye makeup and then she changed the eye makeup and she took off the outfit and she had on um well first she put on a gold jacket where she was playing the keytard which I did not know that that keyboard guitar looking thing was called the keytard but I loved it when it came out and she was dancing with it and just putting it down I loved her boots. They were just fab and they kind of went with all her outfit changes. So she changed her eye makeup before a million reasons, which I guess that's pretty simple because they probably just peeled off. And then she changed into the little football styled outfit with the uh, shoulder pads and then sparkly glitter panties or whatever. And I saw that people were making this thing online. So my biggest thing with the media is that sometimes like a couple of people will be tweeting about something and then you'll see a news news source or the media like take an article and say like everyone was in uproar about this this that and the other so I saw like four articles that were like everybody was in uproar the little monsters come to Lady Gaga's defense over her stomach I mean what was wrong with her stomach it looked like a regular normal person's stomach I mean it was flat to me and it looked like someone who was in good shape I mean for her to perform those 13 minutes wear those outfits on the stage with the lights and hit dances and sing live she looked like a performer in my opinion so I didn't really get where that feedback was coming from around her stomach I mean it wasn't Britney Spears oops I did it again 1990 something VMA awards but I mean Britney Spears was like a teenager then so of course her stomach looked super tight and it I think her stomach looked nice like it looked achievable and she looked great so I really hate that a lot of people were in uproar about that but at the same time I don't think a lot of people were in uproar about that I think this was just a couple publications trying to make a thing out of a little thing you know like when they did with Gabby Douglas's hair like a couple people said something bad about it but the media took it and just ran with it. Like you, you create a blog post where you say, everyone's talking bad about Gabby Douglas's hair. Well, guess what that blog post is going to do? It's going to make everyone comment about Gabby Douglas's hair. So it's adding fuel to the fire. And 
they didn't need to have fuel added to it. Like could have just left it there. Like, yeah, you see people tweeting about it, but why do you have to make a blog post about it? And then insinuate or like drive more conversation around this negative subject. Like everyone's talking negatively about her stomach. Like, why would you do that? So that's the thing about news articles that bugs me. Like I get everyone wants to be relevant. Everyone wants to have a thing and, you know, get engagement, but can we talk about something else? Because what I mean there was so much other stuff about her performance that we could be talking about and writing posts about besides her stomach which isn't even a thing so just leave that alone uh what else um I loved her ending where she she did the mic drop hers was kind of like a mic throw like she threw the mic down and then they threw the football and she jumped I wasn't really expecting that and I was like man I want more of this performance it kind of to me sold me maybe I'm going to a Lady Gaga concert I've never I never been to one, um, but I was kind of like maybe I maybe I'll go to one. I mean, she did a really great job, and she hasn't really been. I'd say her public image has changed to me just because she used to have those wild wigs and be all you know animated, but she's toned it down some. And I know she's been acting, and then last year she did the national anthem, which was so great. Um, and even her look is just more calm than it used to be, like with the big bows and flamboyant leotards and crazy crazy over-the-top shoes so her her look has kind of evolved her sound has evolved and I'm a fan like I totally appreciate it and I after I saw the Super Bowl performance it did make me think like wow I, I might pay to see Lady Gaga in concert it could be a great girls night it could be really fun like I know I'm very sick today but when she started performing I was on my feet dancing singing I love um the fame Lady Gaga which is like her first album that was my favorite I mean Just Dance Paparazzi Love Game um what else is on there um Beautiful Dirty Rich whoo I like it rough it just uh, like a lot of those songs AA nothing else I can say I remember that one Poker Face which is great so all those songs really to me are like classic Gaga so I appreciate them and I was glad that she incorporated them in her performance and I just I just wanted to get up and dance that's all I thought about when I saw her and yeah I think she did a great job it takes a lot of practice to get all that together and she talked about how they've been like practicing getting it getting it getting it going for like two and a half months which is a long time I mean it's a long time to get that going and I just really appreciate what she did out there and I like that she didn't have guests sorry y'all but I know y'all are, like some people were like Beyonce should have been up there well Beyonce's pregnant and it wasn't her moment deal with it get over it I thought that Lady Gaga did fabulous and I would love to see more of her performing so on to the oh another thing I want to touch on is when I was watching or tweeting or whatever, I saw so many people talking about how they wanted Migos to be at the halftime. I really think that Migos has been overhyped and I'm sorry if I'm in the minority on this one, but I get that Donald Glover shouted them out for bad and bougie. Ever since he shouted them out, I've tried to listen and understand bad and bougie. I just, the lyrics are just nonsensical to me, but I mean, it does have a great beat. It's very catchy, memorable, something I'd probably dance to if I was out. So ever since that, everyone thinks that Migos should represent Atlanta and Migos should be everywhere Atlanta is. And just because the Falcons are in the Super Bowl, Migos should be there too. I disagree on that one. So I guess I'm just in like the unpopular opinion today, but deal with it. So 
I kept seeing people tweet like, is Lady Gaga bringing Migos out? Well, no, she should never bring Migos out. Here's why. Lady Gaga has had 23 Billboard charting songs. How many has Migos had? Like one. I mean, just keep it real. You know, like Lady Gaga was working on this performance before they even got that shout out. So think about that. And I think it's unfortunate that Migos represents Atlanta. Like they're the only artist to ever come out of Atlanta. Like they're the only rap group that's great that's from here um there's so many other great rap groups and so many other artists who deserve to be highlighted as well but I mean I know it's their moment now and I'm not trying to be like major hater but in thinking realistically like Migos should not be at the Super Bowl period so I don't even know where that comment came from it's just like you want them to be there okay I get that you want them to be there but that's not really yeah that doesn't really make any sense so I've never, I mean, do rap groups even perform at halftime? Never. I mean, I haven't seen them. I know Missy Elliott came out with Katy Perry, which to me, I think Missy Elliott, you know, should definitely do her own Super Bowl. But at the same time, I just don't know if that's likely. And then I think it was unfortunate that Missy Elliott did the Super Bowl, but didn't have her her content together online for her fans to like jump on her music. So her YouTube, I don't even know if she had like a Vivo channel with all her videos up, wasn't ready when she performed. So she really didn't get to see like a lift in video plays. Um, maybe she got a lift in downloads, but I know she didn't get like a lift in video plays on her um, verified channel because her stuff wasn't up there when she went to perform. And that's almost like pre-planning. Like if you kind of know you're going to be on Super Bowl, because I'm pretty sure she practiced, you need to have all your ducks in a row online. Like people start searching your name, have your new website up with, with what you're going to have going on. And I think she released a new single after that, but I don't remember it, you know, doing too well. Like I haven't heard a great Missy Elliott song in a long time. And I saw her new video and I just thought it was just okay. So I think she could have really capitalized on that moment a little bit better. And maybe one day she could do her own Super Bowl. I think that's how Lady Gaga got the Super Bowl this year. Is She sang the national anthem last year, did really, really well, and was able to just take that really popular, great moment and spin it into opportunity to position herself to perform this year. So that was great. And then when it comes to 2018 Super Bowl, I'd love to see Rihanna. Um, I'm not sure if that will happen, but... I think that's a great option. I, I really like the one performer versus the group, like I said last year. So it will be nice to see like one person perform. Even, I mean, Usher's never really, Usher's never done a halftime, has he? Maybe he was featured or as a guest, but that might be interesting. Or Mary J. Blige um, or Kelly Clarkson. That will be a good one. She doesn't really dance though. So I noticed they mostly favor people who dance and sing. So anyway. I am sure that we'll find out who it's going to be very soon in the next couple months. But, you know, I always love the Super Bowl halftime for the most part. Some that I haven't been feeling more than others. But I wish that people would not compare different performers' performances to other people's performance. Like, Lady Gaga did a great job. And for people to continue to compare it to, like, Beyonce's or talk about how Beyonce's was so great – is annoying to me and I think that Beyonce has kind of reached this level of fandomonium where people think that everything she does is awesome when everything she does is you know is what she does but that doesn't always mean that it's like the best thing in the world so you know when she announced that she was having twins she announced that she's having twins and she did it her way and how she wanted to and all of us should live like that but at the same time it's not like 
I mean, people just ran with that like it was their own sister or mother or friend announcing they're pregnant. I mean, it went viral so fast. I was just, I mean, I wasn't shocked. I mean, expect it with anything Beyonce announces. Everybody's just kind of like, oh my gosh, Beyonce. It's like, Beyonce was like, oh, I went to the bathroom today. People were like, oh my gosh, Beyonce went to the bathroom. Like, that's something that we all do. It's not like original to her. So I think that there's just <clears throat> this, um, I mean, she just has this hype around her for everything she does, which is great. But at the same time, like, don't down what someone else has done just because you're like this super Beyonce fan and think what, everything that Beyonce does is better than everybody else. So that's not fair. Don't do it. Anyway, on to the second half of the game. And that's kind of where things started to go a downhill for me. Um, I, I mean, the Falcons went into halftime with 21-3 lead. So it was wild to watch how that just turned around so quickly, like right towards the end of the third um, quarter. So, uh, yeah, that was that was annoying. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was heartbreaking. I'll to be honest, it was heartbreaking, and I'm just I'm disappointed and I'm sad. But I I think our bounce back will happen, you know, next year or the year after. I mean, remember those two years of the Seahawks went to the Super Bowl back to back? Like that might be us next year, and next year we might come out with a W, like with the win, and it would mean so much to our city to win. Um, and another thing is, I just, I mean, you I think it was just because it was such an unexpected blindside that's the part that hurts the most it's like it's like being dumped I told my friend Shauna that it's like I feel like I just got dumped or ghosted like we just out of the blue lost like we thought everything was going so well and then immediately it wasn't going so well so I yeah I'll leave that about the game there um and just let that be and talk more about the commercials <laughs> so another commercial that I love was the ego integration in the Stranger Things promo and I mean, I was already excited for Stranger Things season two. So it made me even more excited for Stranger Things season two. And I can't wait to watch, like definitely binge watch it Halloween night. Um, I, yeah, I'm excited about that. And I thought that starting out with like that vintage Ego ad was very cool. Then Ego had these crazy fun tweets uh, tying into the ad which I thought were great. Like some where all the words were upside down, I guess referencing the upside down um from the show so yeah that was pretty cool and let's see that game was it was so long so long and like even now as I'm looking at my tweets it's like I was all hyped and excited and then next thing I know it's like no we need a miracle <laughs> um yeah Yeah, it just, my face is hurting, my head was hurting, I was just sad. Um, it, it hurt, it hurt really bad. <laughs> um, but I tweeted this, I was like, underdogs will have their day. I do feel like we were the underdogs, and I do think that our time to shine is, is impending. Like, it's going to happen, can't hold us down, and I wish we would have won, but it just is what it is. Um, and if I knew any Falcons players personally, I definitely wouldn't be rude to them. I'd just be like, thank you for representing us as best as you could. I mean, 
only four of our players had ever been to the Super Bowl before. 22 of the Patriots players had been. So that's – it just wasn't our Sunday to win, and it's just unfortunate. But, man, the Super Bowl this year, like I said, was just wild. It – I mean, it was it was, it was was a whirlwind of emotions that night. And, I, like I said, I enjoyed all aspects of it, and I hope that you guys did too. Um the shrew is that I thought the commercials were great. I thought Lady Gaga did a really excellent job performing. And I I thought Houston looked beautiful. I mean, inside that dome looked really nice. It looked like everyone's having a good time. And you could hear the crowd get hyped, like more and more hyped as the game went on. The unshrew is definitely that the Falcons lost. It was, it was heartbreaking to our city and just heartbreaking to see them start out so strong and then just have the Patriots bounce back I was like they're on the edge of glory and just fell short so it hurts a lot but it is what it is and I am so glad that you listened to my podcast and have been supporting me in this way and I'm just thankful that you guys that I have listeners and um, if you'd like to get in touch with me you can tweet me at the great Dana J and email me at my email address is the great Dana J at gmail.com and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.